<clears throat> oh, I'm gonna need, I'm, uh, I'm live. Do me a favor. <laughs> All the way in the, the corner of the kitchen. Next to the refrigerator. Thank you. You'll save. The camera's off. Are we live with YouTube? How about YouTube? All right, Raboisai. Is that camera straight? It looks a little crooked, the camera. Thank you very much. You have to lower that thing, no? The as the emails are coming in, give that little ding dong. All right. You want to wait a second? You could be on. Let me just get Zoom, okay? Zoom. Also, that lighting—if that light is too strong, you can lower it, Gary, right behind you. What are you on? What? I'm gonna connect the Zoom so you'll be able to see. Oh, you're gonna do that. And you can mute and unmute because I'm I might want to like interact with the oil if there's any oil on there. Okay. Let's get this started. So first of all, we are taking new restrictions. We left the base Medrash, and we are now in my humble home in Ramat Bet Shemesh. Nobody there. It's good, good, good color. Thanks. The only people here are myself. And our two tech guys, Gary Ben Moshe and Mordechai Seltzer. We are trying to get uh, hooked up on Zoom. We invite everybody to come join us on Zoom. Subscribe to YouTube. And welcome. So, first of all, I want to show you guys a picture that was taken just a few days ago. This is the shear, literally a couple days ago. Uh, close to 100 people in the room. We have a guy here with the kippas ruga. We have the chassid. We have another kippas ruga. We have a blue shirt, white shirt. Everybody's invited. Everybody's part of it. And unfortunately, just a few days later, we're reduced to three people. And tomorrow, probably just myself. We're just having the tech guys here for technical things to make sure everything runs well the first day. Let me start with this email. When I read this email the first time, I literally cried, and I hope I make it through without crying. This is written by George Teitelbaum. George Teitelbaum. Teitelbaum is, as you know, a Hasidic name, probably a Satmar name. Hi. I started listening to your eight minutes about a month ago. I'm a U.S. soldier based in Missouri. I grew up in a Hasidic home, and following a long story of events, I ended up in the army, and they did one tour in Afghanistan, and now domestically. I have an amazing story for you. About a year ago, I went into a bagel store in the middle of Kansas City. I saw a guy with a yarmulke sitting in a meeting. Something I haven't seen in probably three more years. I sat and ate, and when I finished, we started talking. I long forgot the conversation. About summertime this year, I started slowly keeping Shabbos and friends with Lubavitch rabbi who visit. A few months ago, the rabbi convinced me to talk to my brother who I haven't spoken to, and we started catching up. A few weeks ago, my brother told me about the 8-minute daf and convinced me to start listening to it. I started and found it fun. Wow. 
you found eight minute da fun, wait till you see the real shear with the whole chevron and everything. All right, I started and found the fun and listened on and off. It's the first time I did Gemara since I left school at about 14 years old. And then I watched parts of the scene you made. I saw Mati speak. Now Mati, I don't know if you saw the scene, but when Mati spoke, I was crying the entire time. Mati is 40-something years old. He has a 20-year-old son in the army. And he hasn't learned Gemara in over 20 years. It's the first time he made a siyum on Mesechtis Brachas. And he came with his son Chaim. And I think many people were in tears when he spoke about the effect it had on him and how he just started learning. And here's the kicker. Mati was the guy, the nice guy, I met in the bagel store. Maybe God is sending me a message. George, it's not maybe... HaKadosh Baruch Hu sending you a message. Yes. I will continue learning with you when I can. I like it. Your online friend Ellie, in parentheses, George. So George, I'm begging you, stick with this. And when we all get out of this crazy coronavirus situation, I want you to come visit us in Eretz Yisrael. Come, let's do this together. My friend George, ah, unbelievable story. See, Mati, uh, you don't understand, George, what kind of hashpa you could have on other people. You have no idea what kind of chizik. I have unlimited amounts of, of emails here. and We're not going to get through. Halavai, we had another 20 minutes for all these emails. This is from Michael, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Benstrit, something like that. Hi, Shalom Aleichem guys on Zoom. I see Yossi. Ooh, you! I need to speak to you. This guy runs away. What's his name? The, the guy with the payas behind his ears. He runs away every time after share. I want to speak to him, say hello to him. He disappears. What's wrong with you? You. Eitan? The guy all the way on the right Eitan. top. Yeah, you. Yes, you. Eitan. Hi, Eitan. How come he never says hello? Oh, David! David is here. Givaldic. Okay. Dear Rav Stefanski, with Hashem's help, I finished Shas this past January and made a beautiful Sima Shas. Although I belong to a local Daf Yomi group, I also watch Yashir as soon as I wake up in the morning. Since I believe our day is empowered when we learn before davening. And of course I watch the Imit Daf. Like many, I notice your feelings of sadness and disappointment the past couple of Shiurim since your local group has been reduced. No joke. Now we're down to almost nothing. But as we all know, Hashem has a plan. Although you express concern about losing the momentum that you created locally, please understand that the flip side is that now you are creating exponential momentum globally. Now more than ever, when many of us are working from home, there's more opportunity than ever to learn by using technology. Of course, we, want, we all want this magaifa to end as soon as possible. But in the interim, you should be zoichet to have your share spread globally at even faster rate than the COVID-19 has spread globally. And have no doubt that once this craziness is behind us, you will have created momentum both locally and globally, well above and beyond where you were a few days ago. And Baruch Hashem, you'll have to create satellite locations for all the upcoming siyumim to accommodate all of your Talmidim. I travel to Israel a lot for work, and Be'ezer Hashem, the next time I'm there, I'll be sure to stop in for an in-person share or two and give you a hug, a non-corona hug. With much love and appreciation, Michael Benstrit. I hope that's how he pronounces Miami, Florida. Beautiful.
Here's a friend of ours, Avi, Mr. Kipas Ruga, colored shirt with Eli Stefanski and a Gemara without Nikudus. And what do you see in the background? You see his kid, his daughter, drawing. And here's his son. He's with his children here, feet up on the couch, Hain Sachs. Ah! Givaldic. One more. Another person sent in a picture. Dear Aveli, as we're in Farakway and the five towns are kept out of shuls, the base measures due to this pandemic, we still need to connect to Tzibur learning Torah. I feel the need to write you this email because as I sit by my computer to hear your wonderful share my kids who are home from school due to the closures, they gather around to hear the words of Torah that you deliver in a fun and exciting manner. I appreciate the hard work that you must put into each and every shir. As requested in last shir, Shabbos Dafir Aleph, I have enclosed the picture. See below. Thank you again sincerely. Isaac Zafir. Here's Isaac and his children. Givalde, keep those coming. Oh, Avi Kamiansky is online. Raboisa, I don't want to forget you guys. My mishpacha, it's very hard. Very, very difficult. It's like a father saying goodbye to his kids when they go to yeshiva. That's how I feel. You're all in yeshiva now in your house. I'm going to hang this up. Got to hang this up. My, my mishpacha. Ah, I don't know if you'll see this or not. Ay, ay, ay. David is laughing. It's not a joke. Okay, do we have time for any more? Probably not. There's so many. I literally got... Listen to this one. Fine. We have all the time. Who's going anywhere? We're all stuck. It's a two and a half hour share, boys. I hate to break it to you. Dear Rebellion crew! That's you guys. The crew that came here. The Sakonis the Fashis. Oh, I see Menachem Mate is on because he wants to check out to see if this is the right thing. Should it be YouTube or should it be Zoom? All right, get that off the screen. I need to see, I need to see the Eilam. Dear Rebellion crew, Chazak Vemats, keep stark. We're dealing with this worldwide situation. For example, here in the USA, shuls are closed. Yes, even in Muncie. But for us who look forward every day to your online daf, your daily yoimi, yoimi has become even more important. So please, like the story of the Maggid who gave the same fiery drosha to one person or a hundred, know that we are all with you. Yes, temporarily, there may be fewer physical people in the room, but the ones turning in virtually, whether live or time shifted across the many time zones around the globe, your shir is, pick one of the choices below. A, Gishmak, B, Givaldic, C, Nordic, D, all of the above. And certainly, Ooh, this is an opportunity. We have, we have Gary with his great voice. We have Mordechai that says he's... <laughs> you don't have such a great voice. Yeah, let's unmute it. Rabbi Sai was sitting at home in quarantine and we're learning Torah. So as the unelected ambassador of all of us remote Knicks, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do and for letting us into your Daf Yomi Club, Shloimi, Shloimi Rosenberg from Muncie. 
All right, you can beat them. We got to learn Tyra. We're holding in Davgid Aleph from Bays in the middle of a sugya, so we had a contradiction in the Bryces. We had one Bryce that says that a Zov who walks out with his pouch that collects the, the emission, it's only Isid the Rabbanon. And another Bryce says that it's an Isr Da'iraisa. You have to be a Chatos if you do Bishoyi. So we try to reconcile the Brysa. One Brysa is talking about that he needs the pouch because he has to see whether he has two emissions, three emissions. Once he has three, it doesn't make a difference anymore. So why is he wearing it? He's not wearing it. If it's not the derech, he's not over this or the Raisa. Now the Gemara says, but wait a minute. He still needs it even though regardless of the emissions, how many emissions he has, he just doesn't want his clothing to be soiled. So he's wearing it like a diaper. So isn't that Hoytzah? It is the derech. Says the Gemara, no. Omar Rebzeir, two lines from the bottom. Just to prevent soiling, that's not considered a derech, that's not considered a chashivas, a way to walk out, and therefore you're not over on Yitzah, the Yeraisa. This is not. I'll prove it to you. If somebody flips over a dish onto a wall, oh, so happen to have a dish here. He has a dish and he flips it over like this. In other words, to protect his wall so the, the water falls over the wall and not over the dish and not onto the wall. Now, not everybody knows this. I'm going to say that maybe 72%, 72.3% of the people don't know this halacha. The first halacha everybody's familiar with, for the most part, and that is, in order for fruit to be susceptible to tumah, you need to have water go on the fruit, water or one of the seven liquids. You have to have in mind that you want it. But here's the chiddush that not everybody knows. Let's say you want the water, forget about the fruit. You like the water. You're trying to catch water, rainwater, for your mikvah, let's say. You call it water, and then that water spilled on your fruit, whether you like that fact that it's spilled on your fruit or not, the fruit becomes susceptible to tumah. And therefore, if you flip over your dish on a wall, if you want the water because you want it to clean your dishes, then you wanted the water. The fact that it bounced from your dish to the fruit is not important. Your fruit is susceptible to tumah. If it's only to prevent the water to hit your wall, now, what about our sugya? Our sugya, he doesn't want the pocket, he doesn't want the emissions, he doesn't want anything. So he's wearing it, it's similar to a guy flipping over a dish where he doesn't want the water, just like he doesn't want the water, he doesn't want the emissions. So the Gemara Midami, what's the connection? Over there, he doesn't want any of the water at all. He wants to prevent the water from hitting his wall. In other words, he rather the water not be there at all. But this person wants the, the pouch. He wants his diaper. So that the ziva shouldn't hit his clothing. So he does want the pouch. You're right, he'd rather not have it and everything. But he still, at the end of the day, he needs it. If anything, let's compare it to another Mishnah at all. It says later on in the Mishnah, Areva, if you have a bowl, you have a bowl, and it fills up with water. 
Once it fills up and water sprays out of the bowl, that's not considered water that I wanted to go onto my fruit. But the water that I caught, now why did I catch the water? Because I don't want it to hit my wall. But I don't want the water, no. But I wanted it somewhat, I wanted inside this cleave to not hit my wall. That is considered water that I want. So two over here, yes, I don't really want the emission, I do want, but I want it in, in the diaper for now, that's enough of wanting and that's enough to be susceptible to tumor. Here what's going on, Gary? His mic only, okay. We're going to pick on Eitan soon. So here's the final shot in the Gemara. Who's that over there? Oh, that's Zevi. Zevi Kamiansky, Givaldik. We have to spread the Zoom thing. How do we get more people? We have to get up. We spent money on 500 people. We have to get to 500 people at least. What's going on here? All you need is a Zoom number. What? When we get more people. Oh, there's more. I mean, it's only 26 now. We have 26. That's great. We don't. Okay. You sure, Raboisa? Anybody had contact with Yeshua? Yeshua's going to go to the doctor. I'm forcing him to go to the doctor today. I don't know what happened. He looked very, very corona infected. I don't know. And he did serve many, many coffees throughout the last few days. I think he should get checked. Rebbe Yehuda, I don't want to scare anybody. The famous machloikis in Mesechta Shabbos between Rebbe Yehuda and Rebbe Shimon. Melacha she'in sricha legufa. A melacha. One of the melacha Shabbos that you don't want the actual melacha of Shabbos. You want an outcome. In other words, let's say I want dirt. But in order to get dirt, I have to dig a hole. Digging a hole is awesome deraisa. But I don't want a hole. I don't care if there's a hole or not. All I want is dirt. Melacha she'in sricha legufa. According to Rabbi Yehuda, chayiv. According to Rabbi Shimon, potter. Because that's not what they did in the Mishkan. Another example, for instance, Rashi brings... I have a corpse, I have a dead body in my house. In the Mishkan, they transferred something to another domain because they needed it in the other domain. Over here, I want to get rid of this body, it's going to smell at my house. So I don't, I don't, want, I don't need it in another domain, I just don't want it in my domain. That's in Malach Hashem, that's not how it was done in the Mishkan. Rabbi Shimon says, Potter. Therefore, if I want to explain the contradiction in the Brises, the one Brise that says that if I wear a pouch, I'm a Zav and I wear a pouch, I'm Potter. Because that's not what I want. I don't need the hitzah. I don't want, I just don't want my clothes to get dirty. The other b'raisa, or I want to, to catch the mission, the other b'raisa goes according to review. It doesn't matter what you want, you don't want. At the end of the day, you carried outside a pouch, you are a chayev. New sugya. I can wear my tefillin on my head, Even though it's Erev Shabbos and I might walk into another domain by mistake, I might forget that it's Shabbos. Why? My timer. A person has an obligation to feel his tefillin. Go like this. Every few moments. How do I know? The kind God of war, a special tzitz on his head, on his forehead that says, Kodesh Lashem. How many times is Hashem's name mentioned on the tzitz? Once. 
What is this extra pasuk come to say? It already says that it should be on his forehead. The pasuk is coming to say he must constantly remember that it's on his forehead. How? He has to touch it once in a while. I'm not sure how many times Hashem's name is mentioned, but it's many. Certainly, he should feel his tefillin all the time. All I know is the Svartan like do. You know, like that thing. Nobody's smiling, nobody's laughing. I, I, I joke to myself. Oh, thanks, Mordechai. Thanks. Who? Ah! Oh, and I see Avram Lewis is smiling, but that's just a, that's a plastered picture on his screen. Avram Lewis! I need. <laughs> Yeshua is not smiling. Yeshua looks like he's dying. Oh! Avram Lewis, Yishkoyach, for getting on screen. Yeshua, you, you look you scary. You should probably, you should put on your smiling face from a couple days ago. We don't want to see what you look like in bed over there. You're scaring us all. So I'm not concerned that this guy is going to go into just a rabbin. He's constantly going like this, every 10 seconds. So he knows that he's going to be going through a rabbin. He's not going to do so. I think if you dive in Ashkenaz, I don't know what I, I don't know that Svard says this. We say it in Bamemad Likin. Why? We say. You have to constantly, you have to check your clothing, check your pockets before Shabbos, make sure you're not carrying anything. You don't want to find a lot of cash in your pockets on Shabbos because cash, you have a big problem. You can't even continue going with it. You have to just put it down. I once had cash in my pocket on Shabbos. It wasn't that much. And I put it down in the middle of the street. But I, I, I couldn't leave it. I wanted to see who's going to take it. So this uh, African-American guy was coming by and I said, Hey, dude, you, you want $100? Here. And he looked at me and he started running. He thought it was one of these pranks. I said, no, no, get over here. It's, it's real. I, I'm Jewish. You don't want to hear about it. I had a, a, Literally, I had to stop five, six people until somebody's like, he looked at me and like, as he's looking at me, he's bending down and taking the money from the ground. And then he, thank you, sir, you sure? Yeah, yeah, take it. Shabbos Kodesh. Loi yifla es kelov. It says in the Mishnah, a person should not remove lice from his clothing. In those days, it was a thing. Imagine, hygiene, it wasn't a big, uh, a big thing in those days. They wore one, one garment for who knows how long. Ibailahu. What's the why? Why not? If you read the mission, it seems like it goes together. And you shouldn't read from a book. It says, Is the you shouldn't read in front of the light of the candle? Is it going on both or just reading a book? A safer? Ask the Gemara, is it Shemiyarag? Is it because I might kill the louse? Verblezeri? If a person kills a louse in Shabbos, there's no difference in the size of the creature. A creature is a creature. If you kill a louse, it's like killing a huge camel. I don't know if you ever saw, and I was thinking about it. If we have those screens, would we show a video like this? Because as soon as I saw this, this Gemara, I was thinking about this, uh, this viral video that somebody sent me once. It was an Arab that tied a camel to a tree, and he tried to shech the camel. That's what the Gemara says. He killed a gomel. He tried to shech him, so he's cutting his neck. 
And as he's cutting his neck, the camel looks at him and says, Are you crazy? He opens up his mouth, grabs this Arab by his head, and starts tossing him like a leaf. <laughs> and anyways, there's no difference killing a camel or killing a louse. It's the same Isidur Raisa. We're going to see in a minute that there's actually a machlekes, whether you could kill a louse or not. But Rabbi Lezer says it's also to kill a louse. So maybe that's the problem. If you remove a louse from your beggar, you're going to kill him. But that's a different halacha. You shouldn't read a safer from a candlelight. You might come to readjust the, the flame. Another halacha. Perhaps the louse has nothing to do with killing it. The louse is a problem of readjusting the flame. Oh, it says in the Braisa, both of them are orhaner. I'm going to go like this because you can't have allergies, but I can't touch it with my fingers. What do you gain? It's the same Lashem basically as the Mishnah. Tashma, I have another raya. You should not remove lice from the light of a candle. Oh, it says Mefurish, light of a candle and lice. And then it says again, So it says it twice. These are from the 18 halachas that Bishamay Bissil did decide what the halachas. So you see from here that removing lice has to do with or and there, not killing. If you have a, the light of a candle, what's going on? Oh. Somebody else is sharing the candle. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody wants to see this. I hope you didn't show the first part. Okay, Raboisai. <laughs> Let's get back to Torah. What's going on here? <coughs> Bad idea. Sorry, guys. That wasn't me. That was one of the tech guys. How many people? 31. 31. Ah, Mr. Kornbluth is on. Beautiful. We even, ah. we even had someone who called in. You can call in. You can call in. So, no, this gives me a tremendous chizuk. Rabbi Yisai, if, you, if you're not doing this for Torah, just for my personal chizuk, I appreciate it. But I know you're doing it for Torah. So, Givaldik. So, you can kind of another mitzvah as well. Afilu lahavchim bin bigdoi lebigdoi ishtar. You shouldn't... You're in the closet. I don't know if it ever happened to you. Shabbos morning. And you're looking for your suit. So, you take a candle. You're looking. Now, in those days, the clothing of men and women were very similar whether the men wore skirts or whatever, similar. To differentiate between your clothing and your wife's clothing, says Taisvis, would also be also to differentiate between one man's clothing and another man's clothing. My suit is blue, yours is black. It's also also to do Shemayata, I might readjust the candle. So Rav starts saying, it depends. If you could really differentiate by feeling it, by seeing, this one is wider, this one is narrower, it's not a problem. Rashi explains, they were mufunakim. They, they didn't like to work that much. So they had wider clothing like women. Therefore, it's hard to differentiate. It's also to do the, to the light of the candle. People that work, farmers, people that work hard, they have narrower sleeves at least. Their sleeves are narrower. Their clothing is narrower. So made the yodi, you don't need a candle. I can just feel it and see right away, that's not my wife's clothing. An older woman, she has narrow sleeves. It's probably a, a tzniest thing, I would assume. Younger women, they have wider clothing. Made the idea. 
So I can tell the difference between a woman's clothing. So anytime you get the bottom line is if I can tell the difference between a woman's clothing and a man's clothing, I can check it out. Laura, I'm not worried. I'm going to readjust the candle. Rabbi Sai, question. Oh, you can turn it on. Who? You can turn it on. Unmute. I have a question for the Oilam. I don't care. Ah, the bleeder is here. Givaldic. Are you allowed to pick your nose in public? Question? You're allowed to pick your nose in public. Ah, too much of a... Viber. I hear. Alaki question. Alright, let's see what the Gemara says about it. I don't hear what you say. Hillel is probably going to say it's Machloikas. No, wrong. You can turn it off. You're wrong, Hillel. You're wrong. You got it wrong. Who is that? Baby Seltzer? <laughs> Baby Seltzer, Givaldi. Is that, who's, is that Svika Adler? Yeah, Svika. Shom Aleichem Arav Svika. Givaldi. Okay, so, but Svika is supposed to be in the background. I see you, Svika. Givaldi. Okay. And we have guests here from around the world. I don't know this. He's not from Spain, is he? The guy's top left. Top left corner, no. No, yeah, yeah, him. Who's he? I don't recognize him. All right, 10 minutes. He's saying right on top of Zevi. Uh, two on top of Ruben. All right, Zakti Gemara. Torah Bonnie, let it pick your nose. Ain, turn it off. I can't hear myself. It's usher to remove lice in public. Why? You'll gross people out. So anything that grosses people out, sometimes you go to, to a certain place and you see a guy going like this, sticks his finger in his ear. We had a famous magachir in the mirror. I'm not going to mention his name. He was a big tzaddik. He was nifter already. So he had a shtick. He'd stick his finger in his ear and then he'd pull it out and make a popping sound. Maybe that's not gross. Maybe that was cool. I don't know. But there's, there's, the, the Gemara says, no, this is etiquette. This is things that we shouldn't do. And this has nothing to do with Shabbos. You don't gross people out. So Allah is about spitting in front of people. Apiktvizin is a formulation of three words. Apik, to expel, tvizin, food. It means to induce vomit in public. It's gross, it's disgusting, you don't do. Where does it say, ah, who, who says? It doesn't say in the Mishnah. Yeah, it says you shouldn't, shouldn't gross people out in public. So in those days, they had a, it was cool to be bulimic. You ate, then you purged, and then you ate again. Not cool to do it in public. Now we're going into a sugya. These are, this is one of the most difficult sugyas in Shas to understand. Unfortunately, a lot of people take the sugya and they, they, they write kfira about the sugya. You have to understand, and I'm just being mocked in that there's a lot said about the concept here that we're about to say, and I'll leave it at that. A lot of Rishonim talk about it. Don't just read the words and think you understand. Tana Rabbanan. Hamefales Kalov, if somebody is removing a louse on Shabbos, you could give it a little squeeze. Don't kvetch it that you kill it. Give it a squeeze, knock it out a little bit, teach it a lesson, and then toss it away. Make sure you don't kill it. Why are you doing this? I guess you don't want it to start climbing up again and get back to you. You're not allowed to give it a squeeze. 
Don't squeeze it because you might come to kill it. So that's Asr. This Xerah of maybe you might come to kill it. Is, I could squeeze it, kvetch it, and throw it. This is proper. And this is what you do, even in the weekdays. In other words, don't kill it. Rabbi Makatalu. Rabbi would kill it. Rav Sheshis Mikatalu, they would kill it on Shabbos. Rava Shadilulikonadamaya. Rava wouldn't squeeze it and kill it. That's not proper. That's not so nice. Toss it in water, let him drown to death. But give it a squeeze, you know where you hear it's in the Shama coming out. But Rav Nachman told his daughters, I wanna I want you to kill them. I want to hear my enemies die. I want to hear them suffering. Give it a pop them. Poof. Gone. I want to hear it. Some say to show that I'm not, I'm on purpose doing this. This is not an Isidai Raisa to kill. Killing allows on Shabbos according to all these Mandarmim. And as we'll see in a second, Basil is not Isidai Raisa. Tanya Rabshim bin Allah Zoymer. What's the pshat? Because in the Mishkan, it was an animal that was paravarava, reproduced. And according to Basil, a louse doesn't reproduce. It's produced spontaneous, what is it called? I wish you guys know what the word is. Spontaneous um, reproduction, spontaneous whatever. There was a concept called spontaneous... It was created from Zaya, from sweat. Now we know that that's very problematic with what we know today in science. So many explain that it means that they are so small, like they're too small for us to see reproduce. So in other words, for us, it's as if they don't reproduce. Yes, they do reproduce. The Mishabur, there's a whole, if somebody wants to look into it, you can see Shintazayin, uh, the, the Bir Alacha talks about it, whether there's a Zachar Nakeva, maybe just lays eggs, a whole Arichas Dvarm. If you want to look into it, look into it. Zakti Gemara. V'chein hoyer Rabbi Shimon Lazoim Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. A Mishatchen Satinok is Laris. Famous song. Ule Shadi Chabonois. Viti. Viti. You don't engage your daughter. It's probably a money thing. It costs money. To, you have to talk about a dira. You have to talk about how much nadin you give. Again, you have to talk to your, the, the tutor how much you want per hour. And to teach him a profession on Shabbos. Why? Because Rabbi Shemim holds, it says, You shouldn't do your own personal needs on Shabbos. This is your personal needs. Getting rid of your daughter, making a shidduch, your personal needs. And you shouldn't be menachem ovel, why did Rabbi Shammai? Because of the tsar. You're going to create tsar, you'll be tsar, he'll be tsar. doesn't include mitzvahs. Getting your daughter married, that's a mitzvah. Teaching your kid Torah is a mitzvah. So it involves a little money on the side, but that's not, it's a mitzvah. And therefore, you're allowed to be Menachem Oval, you're allowed to be Menachem Choylo. Torah Abbanon, Hanichnas Levakar Sachoylo Oimer, Shabbos Himelizoik, Urufu Akroi Velavoy. Shabbos? Oi, I think we got to sing this, Rabbi Yisai. 
Okay, you'll finish that. All right, what does it mean? Shabbos is not a time to scream and daven and be in pain. Shabbos melizoik, no more tzakos. In other words, we're telling the sick, don't worry about it. You don't have to, you don't have to daven today. And you'll still have a refua kroiva lavoi. Huh? Okay, thank you. Meremeir goes one more step. Not only is Shabbos not going to disturb you, and not only is Shabbos not going to hurt you, Shabbos will help you. If you don't cry in Shabbos, you're mechabit Shabbos like you're supposed to. You're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to daven for, for that. It could help you. The Shabbos itself will be merapi. Dafyud beiz omid beiz. Ten minutes. Rabbi Yehuda Imer, Amoko Imirachim Olecho, Val Choyli Yisrael says, Machlaik is exactly what do you say to a sick person. Do you say Shabbos Imelizim Rufu Kurev Alavai? Rabbi Yehuda says, You say, Amoko Imirachim Olecha, Kushbor Hushadav Rahmanus on you, Val Choyli Yisrael, he sticks in all the Choyli. Major Taisvis here. How in the world do we daven that we should be healthy? And it's important for today also. In Yon and the Yoyma, Hagushbor Hu tells, Klai Yisrael, I am going to say so-and-so is going to be sick from Corona. When does he say so? On Rosh Hashanah. He's going to be sick from Corona. He's going to, sick. He's going to die from Corona. How can we change it? Very important. Says Taisves, if it's a tsar of a rabbin like we have today, the rabbin can get together in Davin and break that gzera. It's better than the individual. <coughs> Another pshat says Taisves, that perhaps HaKadosh Baruch Hu was goyzer, that a person should be sick. But you could daven, they should become healthy. That he didn't say. He didn't say you should become sick. And that's it. He said you should be sick. And you could undo that gzera of sickness. Rabbi Yossi says, you have to involve the other chaylim. You can't just talk about this one chayla. B'say chayla Yisrael. Like we say today, B'say sha'ar chayla Yisrael. Says the Gemara, Shevna Yishin Yerushalayim. There's a person called Shevna. Ish Yerushalayim. Mishalim. If you notice, he sandwiched his bracha. When he walked in, he would say, Shalom, how you doing? But he would add, V'racham of Merubim, HaKash Baruch Rachmanis is great. And he would end off with the word Shalom, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name. V'shivsu, rest in peace. Who does this go according to? If you have a Chayla, you should daven for him, together with all the Chayla, like we do today. They hardly let you do Nichem Avelim and Bikr Choylem on Shabbos because it'll bring you, the visitor, will be sad on Shabbos. To see somebody you know, a loved one, sick, is not good for your Shabbos. It says in Allah, you should 
visit before Shabbos, and if that's not a if that's not a possibility, so then okay, go there. But it's really not lechatchilo because it'll make you sad on Shabbos. Interesting lashon. Sficho means to go visit the sick. When I went behind Rabbi Yelazar, sometimes he said it in lashon Hakodesh. Hakadosh Baruch Hu should remember you. L'shalom for peace. He said in Aramaic, Rachmani Kirinach L'shalom. Hashem should remember you in peace. How could he talk in Aramaic? A person should never talk in Aramaic. A person should not talk in Aramaic because the Malachim won't help him out. What is going on here? Everybody asks. We know you're not allowed to ask a Malach for anything. A Malach could be a Shliach. A Malach could help bring the Tefillah in. Now, I have unbelievable chiddush here. Could a malach read a human's mind? What do you say? Just show me with your fingers. Could a malach read a human mind? No. He says no, 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 no. Everybody's saying no. What's wrong with you? Why are you saying yes? What's his name? Yes. (laughs) You could. Melvin, Melvin, Australia. In Melbourne, Australia, you guys are upside down. That's why. You're on the other side of the world. This means no. I got it. What's that? Why do you say no? Why do you say that a, a mouth could read your mind? Where are you getting this from? Yeah, why do you say yes? Where, can you, where do you get it from? Well, what do you mean? They know everything. Malachim. Because knows everything. A Malach knows everything. Because there were messengers from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told the, the Malachim, do so and so, say so and so. But they could read Avram Avinu's mind. Rabbi Sai, look in Taisvis. You're not going to believe your eyes. The guy from Melbourne, Australia, this Tamut Chachem, is Mechavin to Taisvis. Taisvis did Rabbi Maskel Shein, Malachi Ashores, Makim, Belosh, and Arami. Limani Gavriel, only Gavriel knows Aramaic. And then Taisvis says, V'teima, Dafilu Machshavesh, Belev Kol Odom, Yoidim. I couldn't believe it when I read it. A malach knows the thoughts of a human heart. How could it be that a malach doesn't know Aramaic? Asks Tysus, doesn't even answer it. Many amachulik on him. The Vilna Goyin says that Tysus, how does Tysus know this? He goes in that we learned in Brachas Daf Nunhei that if a person is convinced that his tefillah is going to take effect, it worked. He was ma'ayim betfilah, then it's toyeva. And the malachim don't bring it up to Kaddish Baruch How does the malach know what he thought, whether he thought it's going to be effective or not? You see from that Gemara, says the Vilna Gaon, that a malach understands people's machshavas. All right, just a piece of information here. Amazing. Zogti Gemara. So the question is, if Rabbi Elazar, he would daven in Aramaic, how did the Malachim help him bring up the Tefillah Takadosh Baruch Hu? Yes, he's not davening to a Malach. It's a big Shiloh. Malachi Rachamim, Achnisu Rachamenu. You're not allowed to say it. You are allowed to say it. We don't talk in the Tzayshchem Shalom, Shalom Aleichem, all these things. Big Shilohs. And from here, it's much from the Gemara. You could ask a Malach something. No, so they discuss it. Shani Choyla Deshchino Yimoy. Rabbi Yisai, a sick person. The Shechino is with that sick person. You don't need a Malach. 
Akash Baruch is right there and then. So you're davening in Aramaic, Hashem understands all the shoinahs. We don't need those malachim. We bypass the malachim. How do I know that the Shechino supports the sick? Rashi has another Lashon here. Maybe it means he comes to visit the sick. Here's a halacha l'maysa. Do not sit on the bed. You know these guys? The guy is dying from who knows what and his friend comes, sits on his bed and the sick guy is starting to roll and he pushes him this way. Don't sit on his bed. Why? Not because of the uncomfortable situation you're causing, but because Baruch Hu is sitting there. Don't sit on a chair. Misatev over here is a lotion of hachna, covet. You wear a talus. You sit there in fear because HaKosh Baruch is right there. Like by, HaKosh Baruch is everywhere. But he's like by the Kaisal. A little bit more. The Shechina is there by his head. So what do you do? It says, You just said, don't sit in front of him. Raj says, you sit on the ground. Or, Tysus points out, you could sit lower than him. Today, in the hospital beds, they're so high, it's usually not an issue. You could sit on a chair, it's not going to be a problem. There's a concept called loy plug. Rabbanon said, don't read in front of a candle, even if that candle is two floors up. You might come to readjust it. Mardois is, is, is a certain measurement. It's a piece of wood they used for animals. Even 10 stories high. Says the Gemara, however, there is a plug whether they discuss how come all of a sudden now there's no loy plug. But one person is not allowed to read. That was the Xera. There was no Xera on two people. You're not allowed to read even two people. If there are two, if they're reading the same subject, they're allowed to read. Rishonim discuss, are they reading from the same book? Separate books? Machlaikas. You're around the bonfire, so everybody's sitting separately. So even 10 people, you might come to readjust and nobody will stop you. If a person is a chashvah person, he never readjusts the flame. Even in weekday, he doesn't readjust the flame. So we're not concerned that he'll readjust the flame today. A person should not readjust the flame. He should not read in front of the flame because he might come to readjust it. Over here, it's a little different. Says Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, the Haleger Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, don't worry about me. I'm Adam Choshev. I can read, I won't readjust the flame. Pamachas. It's always Pamachas with him. Pamachas koro bikish latos. He read. And he wanted to readjust it. Some say he actually readjusted it, as the Gemara is going to say. Omar, Kamog Doilim Divri Chachamim. Look how beautiful Chachamim's words are. They made a takana. The Gemara itself says, Not some say. Reb says he actually readjusted the flame because of Abin Kasa and he wrote in his little notebook. 
Ani Yishma, Ani Yishma ben Elisha. I Yishma ben Elisha. Karisi vitesi. I read and I readjusted the flame. Ner b'Shabbos. Because she bought a Beis Hamikdash be'Ezrus Hashem when the Beis Hamikdash will be rebuilt. Avi Chatos Shmeina. I'll bring a fat, a nice fat Chatos. Rabbi, I want to ask you. I had a little pshat here. Tell me if you agree with my pshat. Why does it say Chatos Shmeina? Why Chatos Shmeina? I'll bring a, a, a chatos. Why did he say chatos shmeno? Okay, he wanted to be nice and be mavish bekavadik. But why? Anybody have a good teretz? Listen to this teretz. Maybe you'll like it. Because he's also over on the rabbanon. He was over on a chatos because he adjusted the flame. That's his. But he was over on the rabbanon not to sit next to the flame. For that, add a little extra. A shmeno. First you bring a chatos. Add a little piece shmeno. What are you tying on? Not a bad pshat. Omer Rebbe Abba. Shani Rebbe Shmuel ben Elisha Hoyul. It's a shame. If I had here Benachem Mate, would you start screaming at me? Shaita. It's a mafurish. Uh, I don't know what. And I hope it's not uh, Rashi. Shani Rebbe Shmuel ben Elisha Hoyul. Umeisim atzmoyal divrei Torike hadyut. So what's the Gemara's kash? The Gemara's is you tell me. Rabbi says that a chosh of a person doesn't have to worry about it. He could sit next to the flame. Look, Rebbe Shmuel ben Elisha who who saw a kasrikel. He gave brachas to Akasrikel, Kishbaruchu. He asked him to give him a bracha. He, is there more chashev than him? He was matted the candle, so any Adam chashev? So the Gemara, no. We're talking about Adam chashev that never touches or readjusts a candle. Rabbi Shmuel used to readjust candles. When it came to Torah, he didn't wait for his servant to come and readjust it. He jumped in, he had to learn Torah the second, he readjusted him. Says the Gemara Vaiter, Tony Choda, you guys are welcome to go Davin. It's 8.04, I know. <coughs> a few more minutes. We have the luxury. Let's learn more Torah, the covet Corona. Tony Choda, Shamish Boy, do we have a contradiction? It says in one bright saw that a servant could check his cup to make sure that it's not dirty. He could serve it to his master. He goes like this. Okay, this is clean. Now I want to ask you a question. We just learned. That you cannot even differentiate between your wife's clothes and your clothes. How come all of a sudden when it comes to a cup, I could check Laura in there? Says the Ran, unbelievable, you're going to like this. The Ran says, because when it comes to hygiene, hygiene, cleanliness, I was mad to you to look Laura in there. You hear this? Cleanliness. You got to be clean. You got to stay safe. Corona. Shamish boy, the kaisis of car is Laura in there. But on the other hand, there's a bride that says you should not check This is the distinction between a servant who has a full-time job and is extremely concerned to lose his job. So he has to make sure that the cup is very clean because if it's not clean, he'll get fired. So we're concerned that he will readjust the candle. To a guy that's a temporary labor, he is not so concerned about his job. He won't care. He won't look in. Another shot is we're talking about the permanent servant, Veloy Kashia. What happened? We went out on YouTube? Ah, don't worry about it. When the candle is made out of olive oil, it's fine oil, we're concerned he might readjust it. Neft, kerosene in Hebrew. Neft. It's so smelly that nobody's going to readjust it because if you readjust it, your fingers will smell and then you have to go make your, your, your master's food. That's a problem. What if the, the guy is a temporary labor servant 
but he has olive oil. Could he read just? Or is, could he read Lorener? Could he look at the? I'm sorry. Could he look at the Kalim Lorener? Omer Rav says Rav Alacha. He's allowed to. They Marian Cain. Don't tell people in, in public this Alacha because he might come to be mezalz in the Alacha. They become bimekel in other areas. No, you could say the Alacha is not. Final story. Rebirmio was by Ravasi. What? Nothing. Come Shamek or Bodiglinard. Yeah? On, oh, on Zoom. How, how's that possible? I see. He's, they're saying we're good. I'm frozen. I'm a little frozen, but they could hear me. He's saying you he could hear, but he, I'm off Zoom. Okay. Maybe it's the internet. We're almost finished anyways. So the servant went and used the candle to check the kalim. <coughs> so his wife said, listen to this lush and how you talk to a husband. My master, my husband, my master. You don't do so. Corona. He told his wife, leave him alone. He holds like Rabbi Yirmiya. Okay, so we'll stop here, Rabbi Isai. Have a wonderful, safe, enjoyable. Have a wonderful day. <coughs> you can turn me off. What happened? Listen to everyone else. All right, Rabbi Isai. Who's that? Urban's kids? Yosef Erman and his kids, Fi Adler and his kid. Ah, ah, the first girl that's listening to the dad to Zoom. No, we had all this Bakashab. Mati, is that you? Did you hear the story I said all the way in the beginning? You better go back. You're gonna cry. It's about you. You gotta you gotta go back online. You gotta go back online.